Hello, I am Dr. Ling Huang, and today I will be telling you more about the amazing hormones that your body produces and how they are being controlled by your hypothalamus pituitary system. The hypothalamus pituitary axis is the command center of the endocrine system. It receives stimulants from the environment or from within the body and sends signals to the rest of the endocrine glands in the body and tells them what to do in response to the stimulants. So how does it do this? The hypothalamus, a region at the base of the brain, connects the nervous system to the endocrine system via the pituitary gland. It is involved in the homostasis, which means that it maintains the body's internal balance. It can stimulate or inhibit many of our body's key processes, such as our heart rate and blood pressure, our body temperature, our fluid and electrolyte balance, our appetite and our body weight, as well as the glandular secretions of, of our stomach and intestines, and regulation of our pituitary gland hormones, as well as maintaining our sleep cycle. Upon receiving stimulants from the nervous system, the hypothalamus then manufactures the hormones, which are short peptide molecules. These hormones then travel down to the pituitary gland, now, what is the pituitary gland? It is a small pea-sized gland below the hypothalamus, and it is known as the master gland. The secreted hormones of the pituitary gland help to regulate the functions of other endocrine glands, such as the adrenal, the thyroid, as well as the gonads. The pituitary gland has two lobes. It has the anterior and posterior lobes. Different lobes release different hormones that stimulate different endocrine glands. The anterior pituitary regulates synthesis and release of six major hormones in your body. The adrenocorticotropic hormone, ACTH, which stimulates adrenal glands to produce glucocorticoids, or, such as cortisol. The growth hormone, GH, which regulates growth and development in bone, muscle, and fat. The thyroid-stimulating hormone, TSH, which stimulates the thyroid gland to produce thyroid hormones T3 and T4. The follicle-stimulating hormone FSH and the luteinizing hormone LH. Both these two hormones stimulate the testes to produce the sperm and ovaries to produce eggs, and as well the production of sex hormones testosterone and estrogen. And finally, prolactin, PRL, which stimulates the breast development and milk production. The secretion of these anterior pituitary hormones are regulated by two classes of hormones secreted by the hypothalamus. These are the releasing hormones that stimulate the secretion of hormones from the anterior pituitary, as well as the inhibiting hormones that inhibit their secretion. They help regulate the peripheral endocrine glands such as the thyroid, the adrenals and the gonads, as well as for growth and lactation. There are six different types of hormones that are being released by the hypothalamus. First is the corticotropin-releasing hormone, CRH, that stimulates the pituitary synthesis of the ACTH, which is the adrenal corticotropic hormone for our stress response in the adrenal glands. Second is the growth hormone-releasing hormone, GHRH, that stimulates the growth hormone 
to release from the pituitary gland that targets the liver and adipose tissues. Third is the gonadotropin releasing hormone, GNRH, that is for the production of luteinizing hormone and follicle stimulating hormones in the pituitary gland and the ovaries or testes. Then is the prolactin releasing hormone or the prolactin inhibiting hormone that prompts the anterior pituitary to stimulate or inhibit breast milk production through the production of prolactin in the mammary glands. Fifth is the stomatostatin or growth hormone inhibiting hormone, GHIH. This inhibits the release of growth hormone and thyroid stimulating hormones, as well as suppressing the release of gastrointestinal and pancreatic hormones. And this takes place in the pancreas or the GI. Finally, is the thyrotopin-releasing hormone, TRH. This regulates the release of TSH from the pituitary gland that targets the thyroid. These hypothalamic hormones are secreted by neurons but enter the anterior pituitary through blood vessels that are known as the hypophysial portal system. What happens is the stimuli from the nervous system first regulates the secretion of releasing hormones and inhibiting hormones from the neurons of the hypothalamus. These releasing hormones, as well as inhibiting hormones, then pass through the hypothalamus hypophysial portal system to the anterior pituitary. These hormones then leave the capillaries and stimulate or inhibit the release of hormones from the anterior pituitary cells. In response to these releasing hormones, the anterior pituitary hormones then travel in the blood to their target tissues and the endocrine glands. On the other hand, the posterior pituitary does not synthesize any hormones. So what it does is instead, it regulates the release of hormones, oxytocin and vasopressin, or the antidiuretic hormone, both of which are produced in the hypothalamus and stored in the posterior pituitary. Oxytocin stimulates the contractions of the uterus during childbirth, as well as contractions of the mammary glands for milk ejection. It is also said to be involved in feelings of social bonding and love. And what's interesting about oxytocin is that it is continually released throughout childbirth in a positive feedback loop. This means that it is continuously released as long as it's being stimulated. Whereas vasopressin, or ADH, it is an antidiuretic hormone and it regulates the kidney's excretion of water and is important with maintaining water balance in the body. This hormone and most of the other hormones act in a negative feedback loop, which means that once the amount of hormones reach a certain concentration in the bloodstream, they act back on the hypothalamus and inhibits the production of more of these hormones, effectively turning it off and regulating the amount of hormones in the body. In diabetes insipitus, there is a chronic underproduction of ADH in the hypothalamus that causes chronic dehydration. When little ADH is being produced and secreted by the pituitary, there is not enough water that is reabsorbed by the kidneys. Although patients feel thirsty and increase their fluid consumption, this doesn't necessarily decrease the solute concentration in the blood. This is because ADH levels are not high enough to trigger water reabsorption in the kidneys. This can cause electrolyte imbalances or, in more severe cases, of diabetes insipitus.
almost all of the hormones produced by the hypothalamus and the pituitary are released in a pulsative fashion, that is every one to three hours, with alternating periods of activity and inactivity. The adrenal corticotropic hormone, ACTH, the growth hormone and prolactin have definite circadian rhythms, which means that the levels rise and fall predictably during the day, usually peaking just before awakening and dropping to the lowest levels just before the sleep. Luteinizing hormones and follicle-stimulating hormones, on the other hand, vary during the menstrual cycle, and they have month-long rhythms with superimposed circadian rhythms. Let's now look at the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, or the HPA axis. It is our central stress response system, also known as the fight-or-flight response. In response to stress, the hypothalamus can synthesize and secrete corticotropin-release hormones, or CRH. The CRH is then transported to the, to the anterior pituitary through the portal blood vessel system and stimulate the secretion of stored adrenal corticotropic hormone, ACTH. The ACTH is then transported by the blood to the adrenal cortex and binds to receptors to stimulate the release of glucocorticoids, such as cortisol. Cortisol is a major stress hormone that has effects on many tissues in the body, including the brain. In the brain, cortisol can act on receptors in the, in the hypothalamus. Glucocorticoids in turn then act back on the hypothalamus and the pituitary to suppress ACTH production in the negative feedback cycle. Once a certain concentration of cortisol is reached in the body, glucocorticoids then in turn act back on the hypothalamus and the pituitary gland to suppress the ACTH production in the negative feedback cycle. However, with repeated exposure to stress, the HPA axis is repeatedly activated. This can then cause the negative feedback loop to become less sensitive and cause the dysregulation of cortisol levels. This can then lead to disorders due to chronic stress. Now in the hypothalamic pituitary thyroid axis or the HPT axis, the thyroid gland secretes thyroid hormones T3 and T4, which can control the metabolic rate. These thyroid hormones affect many vital body functions, such as our heart rate and the rate at which calories are burned, the maintenance of our skin growth, as well as our body growth and heat production, fertility and digestion. In response to heat or cold or calorie signals, the hypothalamus can synthesize and release thyrotropin release hormones, or TRH. The TRH is then transported to the anterior pituitary gland and stimulates the secretion of thyroid secreting hormones that stimulates the thyroid to secrete T4 and T3. Dietary iodine is essential for T3 and T4 synthesis. Both these thyroid hormones then inhibit TSH secretion from the pituitary gland in a negative feedback loop. This will then maintain the equilibrium concentrations for all the thyroid hormones. If there is too little thyroid hormones being produced, this is called hypothyroidism. And, there is, and if there is too much of the thyroid hormones that are being produced, this is called hyperthyroidism.
In the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis, the most important function of the HPG axis is the development and the regulation of the reproductive and our immune systems. The hypothalamus secretes gonadotrophins releasing hormone, or GNRH. This hormone then travels down the anterior portion of the pituitary gland via the portal system and binds to receptors on the, secretor on the secretory cells. These cells then produce lutein hormone and FSH, which travel into the bloodstream. In females, FSH and LH act primarily to activate the ovaries to produce estrogen and to regulate the menstrual cycle and ovarian cycle. Estrogen forms a negative feedback loop by inhibiting the production of GnRH in the hypothalamus. In males, LH stimulates the interstitial cells located in the testes to produce testosterone, and FSH plays a role in spermatogenesis. Testosterone then inhibits the hypothalamus. So in this episode, I have now discussed about the different hormones that are produced and controlled by the hypothalamus pituitary axis.